0: What's up y'all and welcome to another episode of Worldly Church Girl, it's your girl, your host Lillian Harshaw. On today's show, I have Grammy voting member, award-winning songstress, writer, actress, and vocal coach, Lisa Foster Wilson. So did you come from a musical family?
1: I did. My father sang. He was a, a preacher. So, you know, I'm a PK kid. Um, my father did sing. He used to be a blues singer um, till he, you know, got saved and became a minister. And he sang all the time at church. And actually, he was one. He was the first person um, to put our church um, radio ministry together. So he did this huge radio ministry. It was very big at the time um, back in Connecticut. So, yeah, um, my mother sang a little bit, but my father was the the real singer.
0: Okay, blues singer. So you was really all up into like, well, you was raised around like B.B. King and stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah, my,
1: you know, my father, you know, by the time I came along, he was he was a saved man. Okay. But, you know, we had we had the Al Green and um I listened to the radio. Um we were Pentecostal, so y'all, you know, everything was tight. <laughs> <But> so lockdown. <laughs> it was locked down, girl. It was locked down. Um, but you know, there was some stuff that I listened to, and plus I was the youngest, so by the time I got, you know, a little bit older. Um, my brothers and sisters, um, there were six of us, my brothers and sisters were listening to other things. So I listened to a lot, you know, through them. Um, also, you know, my sister would have records and stuff and I would go down in the basement and play those records and, you know, sing to my Shaka Khan and all that kind of stuff down there. Um, so, yeah, I, I, it was all kinds of music.
0: Uh, you, your childhood sound like my childhood. Hey. I- <laughs> had the older siblings that had to live vicariously through their stuff. Because yeah, cause yeah. upstairs, well, we didn't have upstairs, but down the hall, you know, it was, you know, the Mighty Clouds of Joy and, uh, <laughs> you know, all the mass choirs and all that. but Yeah, yeah.
1: Florida That's, Mass Choir,
0: this Mass Choir, yep, and, and yeah. all of that played and... Um, mm mm-hmm randomly hear mama shouting and speaking in tongue, just just, just. <laughs> uh, yep, yep, Rant Allen
1: and all of them, my mother was in John P. Key, she was really into John P. Key, she played him a lot yes, so, yeah <laughs> good times
0: <laughs> right, I know, right <laughs> I had to explain to my friends, what's that in the background
1: <laughs> I know, when I was in school, there was one other girl who was like,
0: like me <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, you're lucky. Uh, in my school, I didn't have any friends in high school that related to that. You
1: no, know, I did. I did. They were, uh, you know, our school was 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 very diverse. So there were, uh, you know, a good amount of African Americans and and you know white people. So there was a lot of people who understood what it meant if you said you were saved. Like I didn't. You didn't have to explain that to them, but they're, you know, that doesn't mean that there was a lot of them that actually were <laughs> right, right, in high school. um, So, and I, there was probably, there was, I think it was three of us, but they're, you know, <laughs> it's is so funny that their various degrees have saved them. <laughs> uh, girl, stop. <laughs> and so for me, you know, being Pentecostal, there was one other girl who was Pentecostal. So she, you know, and it's so funny, I've seen these memes with the Pentecostal toolkit, and it's like a starter kit where you have the, the black, I mean, the white little shoes, the long, um, the blue jeans jean skirt. Skirt. Yes. <laughs> and it, it, what makes it so funny is that it's so true. Yes. It is so true. And it sad is. as it is, it is true. Thank God. It's, it's not like that now. Well, not in most places. I hope not. Jesus, Jesus, please. Now there's still some. <laughs> There's some, but I I it's just so funny to me. It's just so funny to me.
0: Girl, but, that yeah. is hilarious.
1: Right. There was one other girl who was like that.
0: <laughs> yes. Like, you knew when somebody was saved back then. If yes. you saw that long blue yeah. jean skirt wearing with the little tennis shoes on, you're like, oh, she's saved. She is yep. saved.
1: Yeah, it was that was it. And we rocked it too. Like this was it. <laughs> oh girl, <laughs> girl, killing it.
0: Yes! It had a little t-shirt on, tucked oh, in, no, contained. I was like, don't it. tell me nothing. Whatever. Cute. I was cute. Mm. Yes.
1: Oh, that is
0: hilarious. Oh, <laughs> uh, and see my my parents, oh God. They were so Look, <laughs> How <laughs> safe were they? They were so <laughs> safe. <laughs> they had the no smoking sign on our house. Oh my God, that's funny. And so the bus stop was in front of our house, mm-hmm. but we were the last stop and the first stop. Mm-hmm. So when they stopped at our house, everybody, why y'all got that sign on y'all door? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Well, had no
1: sign, but everybody knew that, you know, that, that everybody knew. You just, yeah. It's so funny. We, there was no sign needed. You, if you came and knocked on the door, you you know who you was, who was going to answer it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you That's my
0: Michael brother Michael's house. Yes. At the age of fourteen, you decided to take classical music, vocal training. So, what made you decide to do that?
1: Um, I actually auditioned. Our school was very highly into the arts, um, and they had a creative arts program for secondary students. So, and it was a program that, if you got in it, you had a scholarship that. Uh, paired you up with a vocal mentor or, um, or teacher. So I auditioned and I got in. And so through the program, I was pitted with a voice teacher. And um, it really was, you know, at that point, it was like, if you wanted to be serious about your voice or be a serious vocal student, Um, where we were classical is what you, what you did. Like it wasn't really, unless you played an instrument, it wasn't really, um, well, here's jazz or here's this or whatever. It was just like, if you're a serious vocalist, then you are a classical vocalist. And Mm -hmm. that is pretty much it. (laughs) Right. I actually enjoyed it. So it wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, a chore. Um, so I did, I, I studied, um, all through high school. Um, it, was, it was pretty awesome. Um, I enjoyed it. I had a good teacher. Uh, it afforded me the opportunity to study with people that I might not have. Um, I got to do master classes with the president of Hart School of Music from the University of Hartford, um, Moshe Paranoff, and that was a phenomenal experience. Um, and then I got into Boston university school for the arts, um, you know, and they gave me some money to go there. So it was, it was, it was a good experience, but
0: set me up really well. Wow. Now, do you think that's what inspired you to go like into a uh, vocal coaching? Um, that was more so, so many people would ask me, you
1: know, a lot of times what would happen is like it would be in a musical um, conversation with people who also sang or, or what have you. And, you know, from the background that I had and studying as long as we did um, you, I always tell people it's a, it's a curse and a blessing Mm -hmm. because it's hard to listen from it. For me, it's really hard to just listen as a, as a regular listener um, without, without, I don't want to say nitpicking, but without listening differently. Like, you know, sometimes, you know, where I'll be sitting with my family and we'll be listening to something. And you know, my husband, he likes all kinds of music. he's he's really got an eclectic taste. and he'll be like, oh, that's really this and this and this. And I'll be sitting there going, you know, saying to myself, her tone is not good her placement is off (laughs) um you know the diction is just absolutely sloppy and on that last um cadence you know she was flat and she didn't finish the word where's the t at the end of that you know bright how come you know was a bride i don't know what that is you know (laughs) (laughs) so you know for me it, it just it's hard, but that's how it kind of came along. Like people, we would be talking and I would say, well, you know, and then they would ask me, you know, could you, would you do some coaching for us? Or would you, and then I would, um, it's definitely for me, um, I have to be invested in order to do it. It isn't something that I just go around and saying, okay, you know, come to me, come to me. It is something that I have to be vested in. It is somebody that I have to have some sort of stock in. And then once I do it, you know, I'm all in. Um, So, so it's very selective as far as the vocal coaching goes, because, you know, for me, it's, I don't want to say it's not enjoyable, but it's work. Right. You know, it, it is, it's work and you have to decide You know, and and to me, it's an important job. So I wouldn't just take it lightly. So, you know, it has to be the right fit. I think all vocal coaches and all students need to keep that in mind, too. Don't just go to somebody uh, just because you hear that they have a nice voice or whatever. It has to be a right fit for the both of you. And you have to, and you know, as a student, you need to ask some questions as to how they're going to teach you and what they're going to teach you and all that kind of stuff. So it's yeah, it's it's a big responsibility to me
0: so you wouldn't just like just take anybody as a student no no I
1: I one of the reasons is I have a very um distinctive personality (laughs) girl get out no I do I do really yeah and you know um And I just, I don't know if it's ages, whatever, but I, I'm just not really, um, I'm not, I'm not going to coddle anybody and it, it, you know, it doesn't work for everybody. And one thing I don't want to do is somebody who has a gift or somebody who has a talent or, or whatever, if if, to, to kind of dim them, one of, one of my friends always talks about blowing out somebody's light. And what I don't want to do is blow out anybody's light just because my personality might not be the right for them, mm-hmm. you know? Um, the other thing is, like I said, it, it to me, it's a huge responsibility and a huge undertaking, and it's a lot of time. So for me, it's also how much of my time can I afford to devote to this person or to get them where they want to get to and still do the things that I need to do? I mean, I had someone recently, I guess... God, I guess just before the pandemic, you know, send me a video of them singing and want vocal coaching. Well, they needed, they had some basic talent, mm-hmm. but they needed a lot. And I just, I just couldn't do it. And, you know, it was, you know, a matter of, I'm not the right person for you. Not that you don't have talent, but, um, I mean, we would have had to start I for me, With what I heard, I would have had to take them down the basic and we're going to build you all back up. And that takes, to me, that takes a lot. And with the other things that I had going on, I knew that for me, I couldn't devote as much time to it as I thought the person deserved. So I wasn't going to be like, yeah, come on. And then only do it. You know what I mean? Then only half do it. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, it has to be, and, and students should be thinking that way as well. It has to be a right fit. You have to be in a position to where you're going to receive the information in a way that's going to benefit you in a way that's going to motivate you. And so I think for both the student and the teacher, it has to be a right fit.
0: Now, did they take offense to when you told them that? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they didn't, you know, they didn't come back at me and say anything, you know, negative. But again, I I explained that, you know, you do have a raw talent and that's really what it was, a raw talent.
0: Mm -hmm. And,
1: but a person, but the person had no kind of understanding of what it takes to actually produce sound to sing a song um of like airflow and placement and, and those are basic things that you really have to to get into somebody once you get in and, and for some people it can be hard mm-hmm. um just the breathing aspect on it i mean i i've had people where just the breathing was hard for them to comprehend of uh, the the diaphragm and you know your your uh, rib cage expanding and how the air comes out and you know we've tried several things. Sometimes I've had people lie on the floor. Sometimes I have them press their back up against the wall just so that they can really feel it. So I mean, there's a there's a lot going into just making that sound. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so <clears throat> for me again, I got to have the time. Uh, It has to be somebody, you know, that, um, that fits into what I can provide and how much I can provide for them. And, you know, at this point, it's more, I think it's more of, for me, if I do it, it's singers that have more of a basic knowledge than someone who is raw in talent and needs that needs that extra and needs that hand holding. Um and when I explained it to them, no, I don't I don't think that they were. I mean cuz it's someone that I still talk to, so I'm assuming that if they <laughs> if they were upset about it, we probably wouldn't be having no conversations, but yo, know, you can never tell. But, you know, I'm right. going under the assumption that
0: we cool. <laughs> okay. Now, okay, I always wondered what does raw talent mean? I mean, what is the definition of raw talent? For
1: me, um for In this instance, I'll use this person as an example. For this instance, they had a nice tone. Their voice had a nice tone to it. Um, their, their ear was pretty good. Um, so it was a matter of they didn't have, they just didn't have the basics to understand um, how to breathe, and support the tone. The support the tone that they were making. So because they didn't have that, and, and it wasn't practice, they would go sharp or flat depending on how they, what kind of breath they took. Although their voice was actually pleasant to listen to. Mm-hmm. So I mean, and they could hear, um, for the most part, when they were off. If you can't hear when you're off, that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> wow. If you can hear, um, that you're, you're not, you know, that you're out of tune, then that is definitely somebody that's easier to work with than somebody who can't hear that they're actually out of tune.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, okay. yeah. So the raw talent for me and, you know, other voice. Teachers or coaches might define it differently. But for me, somebody who has raw talent is somebody who has the tone, who has a, a distinct tone and um, a good a good voice, um, and definitely is someone that has an ear for the music. Um, and it just needs, it needs refining. It needs the basics. It, it needs to know, like I, I consider a voice like a car. You know, you press the gas and depending on how much gas you give it, you're going to go fast. The less gas you press down, you're going to go slow. Well, that's the the gas is like the breath. You need to know as a driver how much you need to to press it in order to stay at 50. Just like, you know, with a voice, you need to know how much air and how much play and where to place it in order to stay in that middle, to stay where you need to be, to stay in that center tone to make it pleasant for the people who are listening.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I got my little lesson for today. <laughs> <laughs> now you have won and been nominated for so many awards and you've partnered with like Jasmine Sullivan, Jennifer Hudson, even Nicki Minaj, Puffy and, your song, uh, God's Groove, even made like the 59th uh, Grammy Award ballot. Now, mm-hmm. do you remember where you were and what you were doing when you got the call that the Grammys had you on their ballot? Um, well, they, they don't call you. That's rude.
1: No. Um, and... Um, I have the producer I had, um, had worked with, say, Mary J. Blige and and those people. I didn't, I did not work with them. Mm -hmm. Um, The producer that I had, um, he worked with Mary J. Blige, Kurt Franklin. um, I mean, he sold Platinum Records, he's Grammy Award winning, um, uh, Edwin Ramos, and then um, Don Tallman, who, was I would say the musical director for uh, my CD. Um, she's worked with Mesa and and she's Grammy nominated and you know she's she has traveled all over the world and God put me in a position to work with these two people and when we got together and the CD just it just flowed and um, Dawn was actually the person who pushed me about who elevated me and was like, you know, you got to get in uh, to the Grammy organization the Recording Academy. You got to, um, you know, network and, and so forth. And she's, uh, the reason that I even applied to be in the Academy. Um, and then what happens is you submit your, your songs, and, um, not everybody who submits gets accepted, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Um, into to be on the ballot. So I submitted um, my CD and my song and then basically at that point they send you email to notify you that, yeah, your song, you know, is going to be on the ballot and at that point you're allowed very specific way into asking people to consider voting for you to for for you to be a grammy person to be a grammy nominated artist and it is the whole process is is just it is very it's very rigid and it's very direct like you can't do certain things you can't come right out and ask people to vote for you really no Mm
0: -mm. no they have
1: very specific then how
0: do you ask people to vote for you Without asking, asking them to vote, them for vote for you. You could you... you vote for me, but not. I'm not really asking, but I'm asking, but I'm not really asking for you, <laughs> you to know, vote for
1: what me. You should do what they. And again, they give you like they they tell you wordings and so forth. What and the wording is, and you'll and you'll probably see it over Facebook, uh, here and there whenever it's Grammy same. It'll say for your consideration. Uh. For your consideration, you know, for this artist in, in this category, listen, uh, blah blah uh, blah. Uh, oh, but yeah, that you are not, you are, and people like what you are not allowed to solicit votes.
0: What? Oh. Yeah, no, Is you're not. Is that all award shows or just the Grammys?
1: Um, I don't know if it's all award shows. Well, I don't think, because, I mean, I don't, the Stellars are not like that, uh, that, that I recall. Okay. Um, the Stellars are not like that. Um, but the Grammys are, and again, they have very specific rules as to, as to even in your, for your consideration, what you are allowed to say and how you are allowed to say it. Um, wow yeah so they you know <laughs> that's so it, it, crazy yeah because and yeah. in a way in what I like about it too is they've they've gone high tech in the past couple years I'm, I think the first year I was there um everything things was like paper ballads and it was all sealed and you had the special envelope and you send it Um, and you know, to, to be counted and and the whole thing now it is, it is automated and you know, you get a secret code. (laughs) Mm -mm. Yeah. But you go on with your secret code and you go in and all the music is there. And it, I think it's so awesome because it, around that time of year, you get bombarded with people who want your consideration and uh, I look at it a lot of opening my eyes and ears to things that I might not have listened to before yeah or um you know because there's so many categories that people don't even think about you know like the children's and the and the spoken word and all the different kind of music you know uh, world music electronic and this that and the other and um you know, you're you're only voting in the categories where you have an expertise to vote. That that is one of the other requirements too. So you know, if if you are a classical artist and don't know nothing about hip hop, you you can't go
0: in and just vote for a hip hop artist. Oh, that's cool. Right.
1: You know. Yeah, what I mean? you just so, can't be
0: like, oh, I heard right. of her Let me vote for right. her. No.
1: That's not the way it's supposed to go. Yeah, that
0: song is garbage. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So um it, it's it's quite a process. But you know, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, to the, the learning aspect of it and the inclusion of it. Um, to listening to the music, to just being schooled at what you could and couldn't do. Um, going to the Grammys was just like Incredible. I mean, I got I was standing on the stage, you know, about a half hour to 45 minutes before India Arie came out and just completely wowed everybody with her with her beautiful ensemble and then with her beautiful voice and just her guitar just came there and just flat out. Just as my mother would say, stood flat footed and sang and Mm. wow. and just wild the whole audience and standing ovation, and it was just a surreal experience for me. I mean, I'm sitting there and they called Reba McIntyre because she had won um, an award, and she was sitting two rows behind me, and I was like, "How'd she get behind?" Me?
0: Yeah, you had premium seats, didn't even know it.
1: I was Ain't like, she me? I was like, Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, because it went from, you know, the year before sitting at home watching it. And I remember watching them when I was a kid Mm -hmm. and going, you know, I'm going to I want to be there. I want to do that. And, you know, when I was on a stage um, that that night, I was like, you know what? I said, I'm going to I'm going to be back here Mm -hmm. and it's not just going to be you know just as a member you know doing this and being on the stage i was like i'm i'm all, i'm on all work and i'm all, you know be thankful for, for what god has given me and i'm going to take it and and give all that i can possibly get from it i, I want it all so Amen. It, it was it, it was uh awesome it was a very awesome experience and i got to bring my daughter which was i love that cuz it exposed her at an age that you know, I didn't have that exposure yet. But I try to make sure that she gets the opportunity to be involved in as many things as she possibly can, you know, um, because music is something that she she loves and and wants to pursue herself.
0: So now, how old was she when you took her? Um, let me see. It was,
1: uh, nice. So she would have been. 11 going on 12. Oh wow, that's a heck of an experience for a 12-year-old. Mhm. Yeah, we you know, we went down and, you know, we picked up the tickets for the show and even that is like at a at a secret location.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's so insane.
1: Yeah, it, you know, you So they don't just
0: they don't mail them you them the tickets, much. you got to pick them up.
1: No, no, you have to go pick them up. You have to go there with your ID and you got to go pick them up and you can only pick them up within a uh, a couple of days of the show
0: um, mm-hmm.
1: Usually the show is on a Sunday So they let you start picking them up I want to say Thursday night And okay. Again it's only It's only at a certain period Of time you know time you, It's not 24-7 And and if you don't get them That Saturday before they stop Handing them out then you know You just ain't you ain't going
0: <laughs> Okay so what Like those A-listers what if they, they don't say they like one of the associates to come pick up their tickets. They have to physically go get it. They
1: probably do people that are, um, who get a final nomination. Mm -hmm. um, They would, I'm sure, you know, that's their rep or, um, PR person or whatever is coming to, to get them, um, and, and seat them where they seat them. Um, for okay. the members, for other members that aren't, you know, nominated, which, you know, the majority of the members aren't, aren't nominated at, at, you know, at any given year, um, then they have to, and, and again, if it's depending on if you have, um, and a lot of people are independent artists now, even the, you know, kind of famous ones turn to independent to be independent artists. Um, but if you're an independent artist then a lot of times, you know, you're doing stuff all, you know, yourself. And you go. Uh, I I love to go pick up. I saw. I met Patrick. St- um, Patrick Starr, um, the makeup artist when I was there. Mm-hmm. And um, who else did I, I can't remember the other person it was when I was there picking up my ticket. So um, and there were people there doing interviews and stuff. So I was, you know, so some of them are there, you know, for that purpose, interviews or whatever, whatever. So it's it's a whole thing. I mean it really is it's a whole thing I mean Thursday night there's something Friday night there was something it's just it's a whole a whole different kind of situation and and I like I said it was it was awesome to be a part of it and I was bummed because we moved this year and you know my plan was you know we're gonna be drive to LA and you know this year and you know we're gonna go and blah 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 but you know obviously with the pandemic none of that happened right um, but you know there's still there's still next year and that's fine right. you know working on some new stuff and you know hopefully stuff will be done and i can submit this year um and we'll see what happens
0: absolutely you'll be ready mm-hmm. Uh huh. and baby All girl right. can go to again that's right. <laughs> Pick out her million dollar gown. Okay. All right now. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Yes. Yeah.
0: Now, yeah. How, now, since you're talking about getting some new stuff out there, what? How would you describe your musical style?
1: Uh, my musical style, I would describe it as a jazzy neo soul um style. Um mm. it's definitely um got a little neo soul flavor to it and there's definitely hints of hints of jazz in there. Um so you know but it is it is gospel um but it's definitely not traditional. So
0: I think I going not have no no ham- no uh organ in there. <laughs> Hang on.
1: No, no, no hamming. Ain't gonna be
0: no hamming. No, no hamming. No No tamarind, No tamarind in the background.
1: (laughs) There's no hamming organ and no tambourine in the background. Although maybe, maybe I'll come up with something where I might need a hamming organ and a tambourine in the background. (laughs) Because even even that has a particular flavor to it that just you know it takes you back. You hear that? Takes you back. Yeah, you hear that already. You just be like, oh, Lord. Okay. (laughs) Get a little
0: Yeah. (laughs) Now, I know you have a project coming up soon for Color Girls. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah. um, It's going to be on Clubhouse. And uh, the actual play is going to be on April 24th. Um, and I am actually going to be doing uh, performing uh, a song um, on the 17th on Clubhouse, which is going to be their pre-show. Um, it's also available as an open mic for those that come. So if we have some of them as aspiring singers that I was talking about um, or people who want to do a poem or um, something. It, it is it is a formalized jam session, I, I guess you would call it. Um, so you're going to have some established people doing poetry um, that they wrote specifically for the play. Um, I'm going to be singing. There's a couple of other uh, young women who are going to be singing. We had a rehearsal this past uh, week, and it was, it was awesome. Um, I mean, the original pieces that were written... Uh, by these poets are moving and powerful. And I was just blown away by the talent that was in that room. Um, so I, it is something that I'm looking forward to. Um, I was asked to to do it. And, um, you know, I was like, yeah, this is, this is something that, that I could do, something that I could get with. So um, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be on the 17th. Um, and then the main production is going to be on the 24th on Clubhouse.
0: Oh, that's what's up. Well, mm-hmm. I told you my story behind for Color Girls, yes. but I, but I will look for. I will listen for. Her. <laughs> that's <laughs> this is a little different. I yes. will not share that story with y'all. But <laughs> <I> will... <laughs> no, y'all just gonna have to not hear that one. <laughs> yeah, this is something that this is gonna be between me, <laughs> Lisa, and Lloyd. <the> <laughs> Yes, Jesus.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what's next for you? Besides for Color Girls?
1: Um, I am working on some music. I am um writing songs and you know, I am working on my um uh, production part of it. Um, I have my studio now, so I am working on recording some vocals and and getting some rough drafts available and working with some producers to get some music
0: out there so Amen. That's I'm at. yeah now I know you told me before that your daughter is a singer too now she gonna be in, on any of these tracks or no
1: oh no she will she will okay good definitely will. um or she might do one of her own we'll see uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah yeah. Uh oh. Definitely might she might be like, no mommy, I
0: need mom. Uh-oh. Not step to the side, mommy. I got this. Yeah. <laughs>
1: okay. That's her attitude too. You know, I got mom. I got it. I got okay. Okay. Whatever.
0: Whatever. you told me before that she's like been like listening to the side and so called like try to tell you. Oh, yeah. that okay. you're mom. Uh-huh.
1: She'll be like if I'm if I'm singing in the room or whatever, and you know, messing around or even doing whatever or trying some things out. And you know, as a vocalist, you know so you try some stuff out sometimes. Sometimes stuff works, sometimes it don't. I, and if I when I come out of the room, she'd be like, Oh my, that sounds good. Um, but you know that one part, if you know that one was a it was a little a little off on the, I was like, girl, if you don't sit down <laughs> like, stay in your lane. Uh, <laughs> I like, mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah, I, I, know. I know, okay. I just did, you know, uh huh. I'd be looking at her; she'd, she'd be laughing. I was like, girl, if you don't sit out somewhere,
0: <laughs> <laughs> girl, these babies are a mess. They are a mess. Now, what is your dream project?
1: My dream project. I don't know that I have a dream project. Um, there are just so many things that, um, not even so many. There's some things that I definitely want to do. I definitely want to do a show. Um, I don't know. It, people come up me. She said a show. She a gospel artist. But um, <laughs> uh, gospel people can't do a show? I'm mm-hmm. that girl. <laughs> I'm, I'm I definitely sad. want to do something um, with piano and um, upright bass and some drums, um, something Ooh. more intimate with the music that I have uh, from my previous CD and the stuff I have coming out. That is something that I really want to do. That'd be um, nice. Yeah, it, you know, that's something that I, I'm going to work on for the summer. Mm. Um, I want to complete my next project. Um, I did write all the songs on my first project. Um, So I want to do that, but I also want to get a little bit into producing some of the songs. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there, you know, there are things that I definitely want to do and have on my list to, to accomplish Um, the, the concert, if that's what I should call it, that I want to do the little intimate thing that I want to do. That is like, um, I guess that would be my dream, my dream right there. Okay, um, to get that done.
0: Yeah, I guess church folks do call it concert or a musical.
1: Yeah, a mu- musical.
0: You know, it's still a show, right? I'm like, is you is you charging me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But now they call it a
1: uh, yeah concert the, uh, or musical. No,
0: no. When they when they ask for for uh, money, oh, then they said love token.
1: Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, A
0: free free I'll will guess. offering. Free will offering is another yep, one too. Free will
1: offering because sometimes some <laughs> love tokens they be so small you wouldn't think the person like you. Never mind,
0: love you. <laughs> okay, it's like this. Is what you think of me? Oh, okay, some quarters in the basket. <laughs>
1: You're like they don't like me.
0: They they do not love me. They don't like me. <laughs> Like, you know what? You can just reach your hand back in there. Just retch around <laughs> and just, just okay, take your money around. back. Ratch around and just take that quota back because you don't love me. <laughs> Jesus is not in this. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> All right. I don't see God. Nowhere up in this.
0: Nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> now, what advice would you give to an up-and-coming gospel artist?
1: Um, know their craft.
0: And know the business.
1: Um, there is you know the gospel, and then there is the gospel industry.
0: Mm. So
1: you want to make sure that you know the gospel and you want to make sure you know that the, you know the gospel industry. There are so many things that as an artist that you need to know and you need to be around people who do know who are experts in and their marketing and the copywriting and um, the music production and you know contracts and all of those things that um you know kind of coming up with the song is the easy part so now that you have the song you know what are you led to do with it what do you you know feel like god has called you to do with it you know if it is something that you plan on releasing professionally then there's a whole lot of, um, people and a whole lot of knowledge that you need to acquire to make sure that, you know, it gets released, um, appropriately, you know, there's nothing worse than, you know, you got this great song and, you know, say you got the right people to record it and then you go release it and you find out it's not charting or it's not it's being sold, but you know they're not being counted because you didn't do the business part of it and code the code the music right? so right. there's there's a lot. Um, so for me, it's like know the gospel and make sure you know the gospel industry. You know the music business.
0: Would you suggest that they get a mentor? I would definitely uh, suggest that they
1: get someone or talk with someone who is more, who is knowledgeable, you know, you, you definitely need that. And again, like with the vocal instruction, that is something I, that's a, a mentor, somebody that has a, a vested interest in you as a person, you know? And so that, that is something that you don't go into lightly. You, you know, both of you need to be vested in each other for, for that to work. You know, the, the, if the mentor isn't really invested in you as a person then you're you're losing a lot. You're not getting the full benefit of what a mentor actually is supposed to be.
0: Mhm. Yeah. All right.
1: So how can people find you? Um they can find me on my website which is lisafosterwilson.com. Um, I'm on Facebook, Lisa Foster Wilson and Instagram is Lisa Foster Wilson music. Um, so I am all over the place. My music is at all digital outlets, uh, CD, baby, iTunes, Spotify, and all that, all that good stuff, Amazon. So I, I am, I am all over the earth. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I am one with the universe I am one with like Earth the Kid I am one with the- <laughs> uh, okay right darling <laughs> alright this is your last question <laughs> now if you can have any song that's not yours be your mm-hmm. theme song when you walked into a room what would it be and why?
1: Oh, that would be Shaka Khan, I'm every woman. Girl. <laughs> For the, all the obvious reasons.
0: Oh. <laughs> it is
1: all in me.
0: Now, anything. <laughs> anything that you want done. Okay? Okay? I do it naturally.
1: (laughs) It just comes. It just comes. That's it. Look, it just comes. That's it.
0: (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well, I cannot thank you enough. As always, you are a blast to talk to. Yes, it's always fun. Oh, I love you dearly, and I cannot wait to see what is in store for you in the future because I already know it's going to be nothing but greatness
1: oh I thank you so much and you as well this is this is always a good time and I appreciate that offer thank you
0: thank you Lisa for being on my show as always I truly enjoy you you gave me the honor of being on my live show and now you gave me the honor of being on my podcast and I cannot thank you enough and as you just heard that's right where the church girl has gone live you can catch me on Facebook, YouTube and Twitch and what are you waiting for hit that subscription button so you will never miss another episode trust and believe each one gets better and better and better and if you want to be on Broly church girl click the link below shoot me an email and let's see what we can do with that thing And as always, thanks for joining your one and only Worldly Church Girl.